This podcast is hosted by R Double P. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about the babies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him, squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent him here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. All right. Welcome back, everyone. It's Gemma. You're listening to I Think My Fridge is Haunted. Esther is still on hiatus. And uh, I've got some very special guests for you today. All the way from the UK, all the way from the southwest of the UK, in fact, we have Sez. Hello. And Jeanette. Hello. Now, Sez and Jeanette are two of my very closest friends. Um, When I lived over in Bath, we were... Uh, well, our group is called The Fellowship, and <laughs> I don't know who came up with that, but it was, all, it was you, says It's yeah, just well, always been The Fellowship. That's what our Facebook group chat is. Fellowship of the Drink. Though. Fellowship of the Drink, yeah, It was around yeah. the time that the Lord of the Rings films came out, isn't it? That was that long yeah. ago now. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> it always has been. <laughs> And uh, the girls are joining me today because we have a funny, spooky story to share with everyone. Uh, but first, how about we get some facts from the freezer done? Facts from the freezer. Facts from the freezer. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this one hasn't been done before. Um, All right. Do you want to go first? But, but yeah. Did you know that um, humans start as assholes? What? In, in development in the in the womb, the first I've thing that developed. I've got a feeling Esther has said that before. I, I think she might have done as well, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna kick myself. But <laughs> they, yeah, but that one made me giggle when I was looking at stuff today, and I was like, maybe Esther's done it before, but sod it. Fridgy people are very unique. Yes. So uh, I my fact from the freezer today comes from a website called bucketlistbars.com, very interesting website. The oldest pub in England is called the Bingley Arms, which dates back to the year 953. And it's located, located in Barnsley, North Leeds, and it was originally called the Priest Inn because it was on the road between two abbeys, so the monks would stop by when they were travelling between the two. And if you're wondering which is the oldest pub in Europe, it's a place called Sean's Bar, which is um, in a place called Athlone in Ireland, and it dates back to 900, and it could actually be the oldest pub standing in the world. It's pretty old. Yeah. I used to work in a a pub called the Folly Inn on the Isle of Wight, and that was 1792, and I thought that was old. So We've got a good gross pub fact for Bristol if, if if you want one. For an old pub, um, one of the oldest pubs in Bristol, um, where I live, is the Hatcher Inn, and I think that dates from the 1400s or something. It that's super old, and Hatcher um, is like properly old, and I love that it's like 
it's kind of like a goth hangout now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a proper rockers <laughs> pub. And yeah, um, yeah it, the kind of correct respect has been shown and, it, you know, it's kind of got all, you know, metal posters up all over the place and things it's like that. It's great. We used to go there for pre-drinks all the time, didn't we? I know. It just seems like the spiritual thing you need to do to an old pub is have it infest- infested with goths, really, and old <laughs> punk people. Um, oh, but, I missed going out with you, God. <laughs> but um, the rumor has it that the uh, the door of the hatchet is it's it has been tested. And it's the original door. It's super Holy old. Cow. But the rumor always was it's covered in human skin, and an American businessman tried to buy it, and uh, yeah, they wouldn't let him have it. Have they have they tested it? Is it? Is that, uh, is apparently, it... the rumors are not true that it's covered in human oh, okay. skin. But at the same time, I don't know if that is just to stop people from nicking it or licking it. Yeah, or just doing gross stuff. <laughs> We've also got a book that's covered in human skin in the city museum. Oh, I knew about that. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do an episode on um, human leather. I find this Ooh. like super super interesting. Yeah, but do you know what the Do you know what the book is? The the book in Bristol. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It's some sort of criminal related because basically the dude whose skin was used to bite to bind the book. Uh-huh. Was I think the first? His name's John Horwood, and he was the first um, man to I think be executed at the Bristol City Jail when it was like newly built back in whenever it was the 1800s or something. But they had his skeleton at Bristol University for ages, and they used to kind of use it to kind of freak out the students and things like that. And then um, yeah, they kind of figured that probably wasn't a very nice thing to have like a genuine dude <laughs> skeleton knocking around the place. So, <laughs> Especially when they've got his skin binding a book in the city museums. They're like, oh, uh, which pretty Victorian intense. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I bet it's something to do with, like, the book would be something to do with criminals or it would be something to do with, like, science, like um, physiological biology or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about our main story today. Today we're going to be talking about a um, really interesting building in the UK. It's called the Ancient Ram Inn. Now, a lot of uh, ghost enthusiasts would definitely have heard of this one. It's crazy, crazy old uh, and it's apparently super, super haunted. And we went there. We went there about nine years ago or I think it was about, I can't remember if it was 2011 or 2012. I think it was 2012 because I was with Tom. So Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about the history of the place and then we will talk about what happened when we went there. So this is one of the most famous pub it, technically it's a pub isn't it but like for the past hundred years or so it's been a residential sort of yeah um, home but back in the day it's been known as sort of somewhere where people can stay and I guess it was you know like one of those types of places where people you know travelers would stop in and that kind of thing so it, it the reason it's so famous is um a because it's like super super old and um, b because it's apparently crazy haunted for various reasons it's a grade two listed building and it's located in a tiny village in gloucestershire called Wotton under edge or Wotton under edge one thing you'll notice when you see pictures of this place it looks i don't know what you guys think but i feel like it looks really small from the inside but it's actually deceivingly large inside yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely. i felt that um it was built in the 1140s 
that seems weird to say that. Eleven forties. Looks like it, to be honest. Dude, that jacket is so eleven forties. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a place for stonemasons and builders to stay while they were building the local church called St. Mary's Church. And later which I find is really weird, like, hey, let's build a house for us to live in so we can build something else. Um, and later it was used briefly as a vicarage before the actual town vicarage was built. And I also read that slaves were kept there as well. However, I sort of, I tried to do a little bit of a bit of, bit of research into this. I'm not really sure what nationality these slaves would have been, but from what I read, it would appear that in um the 12th century, slaves in England were prisoners of war and also like children of prisoners of war, like it would go through like generations. And um, that could mean that people captured in times dating back to like Viking battles, like, you know, even back to like the Battle of Hastings. But and the internet also kept referring to native Britons were slaves. So I guess they were, I'm not really clear on what that means. Jeanette, you know everything. <laughs> Tell us about 12th century slavery. I don't know. I suppose just because of where Wootton is, it's kind of not far massive in the southwest of England. You're not massively far from Wales or mm, kind of the Celts. Yeah, I was going to say lots of Celts, really. Yes. And like the native Britons were kind of on that end of the country, a lot more Celty than in other places. So, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and also uh, at this time, there was like this massive society divide and a lot of like noble people and royalty that like they were still speaking French and kind of like I've been because I've been looking into the Plantagenet dynasty lately, um, which is super, super interesting. But like I feel like there was this huge society divide between kind of like higher classes and lower classes and that kind of thing. That's kind of completely a massive tangent. So the ancient Ram Inn became like a an inn, like a pub, like a place, you know, travellers could stop in. And one reason people think it's haunted is because apparently it's built on a 5,000-year-old pagan burial ground. Oh, well. Apparently. Which is... <laughs> Yeah, it was going to be a pagan apparently. burial ground or a plague pit, wasn't it, in this country? It's got to be one of the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like the same as the states and Indian burial grounds and stuff. You can't yeah. trip, not trip over one without, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, people say it's on an intersection of ley lines that, di- that leads directly to Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Now, for... People like Australian listeners who may not be, and American listeners that may not be familiar with ley lines, it's a theoretical series of lines that cross England and apparently other countries too, and they connect areas of magical power to each other. So it's believed that some people, uh, some people believe that um, aliens use ley lines as roadmaps to the areas of the country that have the highest amount of like spiritual energy. So, for example, Stonehenge is. Um, actually like an intersection of like 14 ley lines and some say that the pyramids of Giza are on ley lines some say Uluru here in Australia and also the Great Wall of China but in the UK this belief is quite strong and it seems to involve a lot of like burial mounds and churches and ancient art sort of you know those like hillside art yeah Yeah. isn't there one that links um uh Stonehenge and like Glastonbury Tor that would make sense they're not too far probably Glastonbury is kind of like spiritual centre of the UK, isn't yeah. it, really? As far as paganism and 
druid exactly concerned i'd say yeah 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 so the inn is crazy old and time passes time passes time passes and in 1930 the inn was bought by uh someone named morris de bath and ever since it has been a private property and people have lived there so one story about the history of the inn is that there is a woman believed to be she was believed to be a witch in the 16th century and she hid in the inn in a room upstairs but she was captured and she was burned at a stake so she now haunts that room and it's the bedroom that we saw called the witch's room uh there's another room in the house that's uh crazy haunted called the bishop's room it's got three beds in a row and above it is like this mezzanine which goes up to the attic so it's it's quite a spooky sort of room back in the day the inn was a bed and breakfast and people did not like sleeping in that room and some people actually allegedly ran out in the middle of the night because uh they saw the ghost of the monk that's seen in there now this ghost is quite cool i'd like to see this we know that the southwest of England was invaded by the Romans back in the day and the ghost of a centurion riding a horse has been seen. And apparently the person who saw it was a plumber and he was completely freaked out because when he saw it, it rode through the wall. <laughs> that, that is pretty cool. <laughs> Freaked me out as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> so when we went there back in 2011, 2012, the inn was owned by an old man by the name of John Humphreys and he told us a lot of cool stories about the things that he'd seen there, loads of ghosts, and apparently he found bones under the floor stones and old weapons. So people believed that children were sacrificed on the site and he told us a story about people drinking there, seeing a ghost near the bar. Do you, do you guys remember that one? I kind of vaguely remember this, but I can't really remember the details. No, I only remember his crazy succubus. Yeah, yeah, I remember rant. the succubus. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later. That's definitely uh, stuck out to all of us. <laughs> so we're coming to the part of the podcast where I uh, quote the Daily Mail. God. Which I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can edit that out. So the, the Daily Mail interviewed John's daughter back in 2013. Uh, they said the ancient Ram Inn in the village of Wharton under Edge, Gloucestershire, is believed to be riddled with up to 20 spectres who torment the paying punters of the 12th century home. I'd love to be a, a writer on the Daily Mail. It's just <laughs> so trash. Freedom of words, isn't it? You can really, really kind of go hell for leather with describing things. Exactly. It's just so dumb, but I love <laughs> it. Built on an ancient pagan burial ground and also believed to be the scene of child sacrifices and devil worship, the Cotswolds Cottage is haunted by the likes of a murdered young girl called Rosie, a high priestess and even a male sex demon. Caroline Humphreys, whose family has lived in the Ram Inn for nearly 50 years, said, my father won't go anywhere without his Bible. But despite its ghoulish reputation, Ms Humphreys is inundated with visitors who are desperate to spend a night in Britain's spookiest lodgings, which were built in 1145 and cost between 25 and 30 pounds per night. <laughs> 30 pounds, Jeanette, imagine wow, that. Wow, really, I mean... <laughs> it's not like you get anything. 
Past guests have fled from the house in the middle of the night after claiming to have seen furniture flying around the bedrooms, visions of a little girl wandering the hallways and have even been pushed down onto a bed by a randy incubus. Some have left, leapt from the first floor windows at the back of the property onto a grass slope from a height of a few feet, but no one has been injured as a result. Now it's packed out with ghost hunters and horror writers who are queuing up to spend a night with the demons. One ghost investigator who visited the house was spooked when a presence pushed up against his back and felt the wooden beams of the medieval house vibrate and tremble when he grabbed onto them in fear. A mysterious child's scream was even captured on video seconds after a man's voice is heard to shout, Get out! Miss Humphreys, 51, said, When I was a child, I was so scared of the house, I used to sleep in a caravan outside. It was normal for us to see people running out of the house, screaming in terror. This part is quite cool, though. Once, she said, I woke up and found a chest of drawers hovering above my bed before it crashed down the staircase. People have told us they've seen a high priestess sitting in one of the bedrooms. That would have been cool. Objects move and spin, and we used to hear the ghosts of murdered children screaming and crying in one of the bedrooms. She said, and this is interesting, we put some children's toys in the room for them to play with, and they don't cry as much anymore. Well, is that why it was full of weird toys? Exactly, because the first thing that we noticed when we went in there, it was crammed with weird yeah. toys. It was like creepy weird toys. It was really like hoarder-ish. It was- yeah. Really strange. and dolls and, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Freaky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she talks about how he discovered the bones and the daggers underneath um, the, the stones. He believes that children have been sacrificed by um, there by, to the, the, the pagan gods. Ms. Humphreys added, once we had disturbed one grave, we didn't want to go digging any further and we left the house exactly as it stands. Paranormal experts love staying there, but we just couldn't carry on running the house as a normal bed and breakfast. It's just too haunted. Supposedly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to kind of like hand it over to you guys a little bit and I'm just going to ask you a few questions and maybe we can sort of go back to that night and just to give a little bit of context we went there as a group of about what six seven of us I think more than that I think I think I think yeah there was yeah around 10 of us there was was a big old group of us yeah because all the boys were there as well well. the boys were there Louis Louis and Joss were there weren't they was Jason there no No. I don't remember Jason being there uh it was us guys plus Grace Was John a rhythm there? Yes, yeah, John was there. Was she? No, Lauren was. So, yeah, there was probably, yeah, eight to ten of us, something like that. And, uh, yeah, just to give a bit of context, it was Grace. She was getting married and she had mentioned that she wasn't doing anything for her hen's party. And I said, well, I'd love to organise it. She goes, oh, I I don't want it to be all, you know, sparkly tiaras and all that stuff and I said well how about I organize something a little bit different so I rang this um, paranormal group (laughs) who offered tours overnight stays and tours at the ancient Ram Inn and I rang them and said look we've got a hen party we really want to do a ghost investigation at this place and we're going to stay in a hotel nearby they're like great we're just gonna we're gonna have an awesome night we're gonna give you the best night it's gonna be fantastic 
they were super, super enthusiastic. I was like, really good, awesome, cool. And they're like, so, you know, we'll be bringing some wine and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 we really want to take this seriously. We're going to have a big night out the next night. But this night, we we really want to take it. We don't want to drink. We, we really want to see if we can get some, like, paranormal evidence. I was really looking forward to doing it properly and, uh, and yeah. you know, getting the atmosphere. Because when we arrived, the atmosphere was – It was, was great. It was, I was genuinely scared. Like, my scalp yeah. was prickling. The um, atmosphere was oppressive. Yeah. I had a bit of a headache. It was probably my own hysteria. But um, I was – proper psyched up for seeing some ghosts yeah it definitely has that vibe but when you arrive and i think the setting it's down this little country lane and it you know it was you know wintry and the actual place is like super old on the outskirts on the outside so um yeah it definitely inspires and there's bollocks all around there's like it's it's not a busy no it's middle of the sticks really quiet it's very much in the sticks so can you guys sort of describe us sort of like getting there and 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 your first impressions of the building. I remember it was freezing driving up there yeah and it's a beautiful drive through the through the Somerset countryside isn't it it's absolutely gorgeous and um it was it was dark when we arrived I think because it was winter and I think we did it from like it was like 9 or 10 p.m yeah yeah we arrived quite late because it was supposed to be we were supposed to be there till like three four o'clock in the morning but we, did, we didn't end up staying that long, did yeah. we? Um, <laughs> I remember pulling up outside and being, like, genuinely, like, really anxious. And, yeah, and um, it just, we were it excited. Looked, it, it looked like a tumble-down old house, I thought. Yeah, no lights on. Yes. It was it was super dark and, you know. It looks really small from the outside, as you said earlier, but it was deceptively big when mm. you went in. It was like going into the TARDIS, yeah. wasn't it? yeah. And just the fact that, yeah, there was no one else around. There's no other little nearby houses or anything. And even because the time of night, there weren't really any cars coming down the lane or anything. And the the group we were supposed yeah. to be meeting weren't kind of waiting for us outside or anything. So we already had this sort of eerie. I remember just walking up and down that lane, the kind of main road a few times trying to work out. Yeah, there was no street lights and stuff. It was... Yeah, very unsettling yeah. to start off with. Yeah. Rural definitely a creepy place so so we went inside and and the investigators there were three investigators there were two men and a chick and they in they introduced us to john uh, mr john humphreys who is the man that owned well at the time he owned it sadly he passed away in 2017 and he wanted to give us a little walk around and a little sort of tour before sort of handing the place over to us and we were quite surprised when we got in there because we he basically kind of lived in that little kitchen like he slept on that gross little sofa and it was it was cold in there as well and he yeah and there didn't seem to be any like proper bedding or it it just kind of screamed mental illness that was untreated yeah in him and it was packed with books and junk just belongings and things and we were like oh is why are you sleeping here you know you've got all these bedrooms and he said I don't go in yeah I don't live in the rest of the house I only stay in this room because he was getting attacked by the demons wasn't it if he he told us he was getting attacked by the succubus which is a sex ghost sex demon um, yeah <laughs> yeah 
sex demon. Anyway, tell us about when we went into, uh, when he gave us the I tour. I think I sat next so to him I and I was like, didn't really want to be sat next to him. <laughs> He was, I found him quite sweet and he was a very good storyteller. Yeah. He had a very a good way of telling uh, us things that happened, had happened in the past. And he took us around to every room and he told us about sort of creepy things that had happened. And I, I genuinely, like says, I, I was quite spooked by the place because mm. it's quite run yeah. down. I thought I was going to go through the floor a few times. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and there was taxidermy everywhere. Yeah, and just it was just such a strange mix of stuff. So as well as we were saying all the kind of kids' toys, but also there was some stuff from when it used to be a pub. So you could still see some remnants of when it used to be a bar. So there were glasses. There was old kind of tourist hat around the place. There was just so much stuff piled up in different corners that you kind of just didn't know where to look, and it just didn't really bear any sort of relation to, to apart from the stuff related to the pub the other things just didn't, didn't seem to have any real place there so it just made it more yeah. unnerving because also the only person living there is a very old man in one part of the house and yet there are children's and tourist things elsewhere yeah so yeah. and like rooms like they were you know i mean fairly they would have been fairly spacious rooms but the stuff. It was like a hoarder situation, wasn't it? Furniture on furniture yeah. on furniture and then books and toys and taxidermy and, like you said, like tourist stuff. And it it was – so so it really sort of ended up that you kind of mm. had to sort of navigate around all of this hoarder stuff. It was quite claustrophobic in, in a way, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, there were sort of various – little staircases um, that were also quite claustrophobic. Remember when in one of the staircases there was a glass case and it was filled with mummified rats? Oh, that rings a bell. I mean, there were just I so many got a weird photo things of like it. That. I haven't even looked at the pictures in forever. Yeah. I think we do have a photo of it somewhere. Yeah, there was just random things like that. I, th I feel like a lot of the beds, like when he showed us, like, you know, the bishop's room and the witch's room, I kind of feel like I would never want to sleep in these beds. I felt like they would be filled with mould. Yeah, they were really hard as well. And the, and the bedding seemed really, really old. And the beds just seemed really tiny to the point where I was like, how old are these beds? Like, they don't seem to be the proportions of any sort of modern day bed. They seem really dinky. Yeah, they were small. Yeah, they were small. And the bedding, like the, the, the sheets and stuff, it was like those old... Like it wasn't like duvets or tunas or anything like that. It was it was very much like sort of sheets and kind of like old sort of Valance type sheets. Mm. So how what what happened after we um, spoke to John and he told he took us around to all the different rooms and he also took us to the that barn as well. The barn was the barn. I remember him showing us the bishop's room and he like he got a thing and he was knocking on the door beforehand um, and then opened the door and we all got our cameras and we're taking a picture as soon as we opened the door because that's when we would get all the yeah because apparently that's the best time to see the orbs but really what was happening is he was disturbing all the dust sorry I'm a little bit of a skeptic after this, this whole thing I was really like down for it and then I think we all were after this experience yeah. we were all kind of skeptics 
we went in c- complete believers and we came out kind of looking at each other going, the strangest night yeah, in my think- entire life, hands down. This is the thing. I kind of say to people now, it is one of the most bizarre, paranormal, in, in the sense of like not normal <laughs> nights of my life, but, for that, for but sure. not for the reasons you expect. And it, yeah, we went we went in for a memorable, weird experience and we definitely got it. But I think if, if the... I think if you just saw that the, the yeah the building in its own right with it, with none of the people or stuff in it yeah it would absolutely if we'd, be terrifying. You don't we really just kind of... spent the night there just us. We would have terrified ourselves. Yeah, but it was the, yes. it was it, yeah. was, <laughs> it was those lovely ghost guys that we had with us that really made it <laughs> memorable. So, so after John gave us his tour, he he basically said, right, I'm going to go back to my room. You guys do whatever you want with the place. Um, good night and we were like all right night John so he went closed the door to his little room and left us with these ghost investigators now one of the first things that I noticed was two casts of wine boxes of white wine they like boxes actual boxes there was one of red and one of white I can't remember what they were and uh the ghost investigators already had glass in hand (laughs) And I said, oh, um, and they said, come on, drink up. And we said, um, no, 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 we, we told you we're, we're here. We're like, we seriously want to do a ghost investigation. They're like, all right. And they're filling up their glasses. They kept on I think drinking. I had like one glass of that cheap shit white wine and was like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, but actually I remember I picked up when it did come to a point where I had a glass, I picked up the box to, you know, pour one and noticed the box was almost <laughs> empty and we'd only just sat down. And I don't know, yeah. I can't remember how much is in a box, like three boxes. Something like something? that, yeah. Yeah. It's a fair yeah. amount. Yeah, it's yeah, a fair they, amount. They drank a fair yeah. old bit just between the three of them. And they certainly had, they were certainly there they were when definitely we got well there, like, waiting yeah. for us. And I do remember... So the guy and the girl, they had been driven there by the other man who was a, who was older than them and he seemed to be a serious paranormal investigator and he was there to take photos. And I really think that they had just said, right, okay, well, if you're serious about this, why don't you drive us? Because they come from like Birmingham or something. <laughs> and um, they were out for a big night out and get paid for it. But <laughs> so... <laughs> so basically what they said was they, they split us mm. into a couple of different groups, yeah. didn't they? And one of us sort of stayed in like the, the main pub room and then I think the other group went into the bishop's room. Yeah, I went in the bishop's room with Louis. Yeah, we. I was in the front room with Josh. I was there. I was, room I, was you you? I was in the other room. I didn't go into the bishop's room because, uh, yeah, we went up to the witch's room for a bit, bit I, think. I think that was later. And this is where they bust out the Ouija boards. This is the first time in my life I did a Ouija board. And I was genuinely terrified. Me too. Because, you know, with the atmosphere, <laughs> I was like, what if we actually summon the devil? You know, what the fuck? But Well, lo and behold, <laughs> who's the first person? <laughs> and we Apparently. could hear from the front room. So we're kind of like, we're trying really hard. We're, we're concentrating really hard, trying to get a message. And we hear from the other room. Oh, I'm getting an S. Oh, is that an A? A T? A. It's Satan. Satan is here. And there's like, I'm saying goodbye now. I'm closing <laughs> the board. That was that. Well, didn't she claim to be a, me- a medium or a sensitive or something as well? And she had the weirdest eyebrows I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> I don't know what she claimed to be, but she was absolutely mental. She was. Nuts. I can't. Re- I can't even remember. So we can hear. We're like. We're like. Well, how come they're getting Satan in the other room? We're not getting anything. We didn't get anything on our Ouija board. And uh, you guys got the whole. You know, the whole hog. Uh, so when you got apparently when Satan visited you, what was the uh, the the general feel, the reaction? Um, this is absolute bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I literally <laughs> I can't describe my absolute utter disappointment. Right. That she was clearly pushing the glass. I mean, like I was watching her do it, and I was like, okay, well, if I put my finger down, just a little bit more pressure. When she pushes the glass, it'll send it off on an angle and people will be able to see that it's her pushing the glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, gave, she gave me the dirtiest look. It's like, we came here to do this properly and you're yeah. taking the piss. Taking the piss and the, and the wine. And also, don't go in straight away with Satan. Go in with something a little bit lighter first, you know, ease into but, Satan. Right. She went straight for it, though. Like, how about, like, you know, I, <laughs> like, um, oh, Auntie Olivia's here. Who lived down the road or yeah. something? The, the the ghost of an old milkmaid, milkmaid. from down the village or something, you know? Yes, keep it believable. Keep it light. Just a hello, you just, know. Oh, just hello, uh, and I think that's really why they were counting on us drinking. I think mm. when they heard hen party, they were like, right, let's get them absolutely smashed. They'll believe anything we tell them, and they'll give us a great review on Yelp, which. None, none of that happened. No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even leave them a bad review. That's how, that's how disappointed I was. I, just, I can't even I know. I, was, <laughs> I, just, I, I was just like, what the hell just happened? So after we, we, we eventually got a little bit bored of the whole Ouija board thing and we were just like, you know what, can, let's just explore the house. Let's just go around the house and sort of explore and that kind of thing. Uh, so we did that for a few hours and that kind of thing. And um, I'm not even sure what we did for a few hours, but we were there for a while. Yeah, I mean, I remember just being in because the bishop, the bishop's room is apparently the most haunted room. So me and Louis went and sat in there yeah. on the beds and we're just quietly, patiently waiting. I think we, there was a candle in the room and we were just trying to, you know, feel. But we could hear was it, there was definitely something in the attic and there was another loud Ouija board going on that was a complete and utter fast. Do you remember that if you went to the end of the bishop's room and looked up, I can't remember if it, it was kind of like a mezzanine, so you can actually, like, if you had a ladder, you could climb up into the yeah. attic. It was a, this weird, I don't know if it was like a structural issue or something like that or, or whether it was um, like a permanently like that, but it was very, very odd. Um, so if you're in the bishop's room, you can hear what's happening in, in the attic. And they had formed this group in the attic, and this is when I kind of called it a night, to be honest. <laughs> so the last thing I remember about this stupid night, oh, and then there was the other thing as well. Oh, yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I remember going up into the attic because there was a hell of a racket happening with this chick with the eyebrows, and she was, I she was almost like in this crazy trance. She was kind of like swaying in a massive circle. Were you guys there at this time? No, no, we were downstairs. She spelled out a man's name. I remember this, oh. and then she spelled out chip shop. 
And she said, oh, my God, yeah. it's my friend that died. The last time I saw him was in the chip shop. And she was, like, in such a state. She was working herself up. And I yeah. remember looking across at Joss and just going, should we go? Should we just get a cab? <laughs> should we just, should we just yeah. leave because this is just it's, ridiculous? Because is, and I think that's the point, isn't it? It's where a tip from being just generally a bit like, okay, I get it. You're trying to create a little bit of entertainment, whatever, to – full-on is someone having an episode in front of us and I don't really know how to deal with it I'm stuck in a spooky little house in the middle of nowhere and this woman is having a breakdown yeah which was and it was just that she kept asking us I remember that saying what do you think it means do you think he's in trouble and, and we were like uh I, I, I don't know. I think you're making it up. And just to give some, yeah. some context, it was like this is like a little attic where we're sort of stepping on beams and kind of precariously sort of sitting on, on wooden beams. And she's sort of sitting there whirling her hair around like she's at a metal show. And, you know, she's she's drunk out of her mind. We're stone cold sober and we're thinking this is ridiculous. Well, it wasn't just stone cold sober. It was fucking properly cold and uh, we're all just like I want to go to bed now how about enough yeah it was, yeah, yeah we just got we just got to the point where we we're a bit tired weren't we so the other crazy thing that happened I remember at this point I was up in the witch's room and I can't remember who I was with but we heard a bit of a commotion outside I think Laffy's not the best best recollection haven't you <laughs> <laughs> so um I kind of all I remember is kind of yeah is is basically hearing this guy shouting at the at one of the male kind of ghost hunter people and I'm not sure what he shouted at first but the male ghost hunter has kind of basically run out of the house run out to the front like kind of driveway bit and said what did you say and he said you're a satanist at which point the ghost hunter in his uh, spiritual wisdom, punched the dude in the head and tried to kick him up the bum as he kind of, like, ran off down the country lane. It was a young kid as well, wasn't he? It was just a young kid walking home from some pub or a friend's house or something like that. The ghost hunter, who we paid to be there to be our guide, got into a fight with a stranger who's underage. Yeah, physically assaults a child. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It, that it was, was. I think it was at that point we were just like, yeah, it's definitely time to call this a night. That was the point. I thought we were on candid camera. Mm. I really did by that point because everything until then had just been okay. Who are these people? And then that what that moment, the minute he just assaulted a teenager yes. in the street, I just thought, okay, someone is trying to provoke us now into doing something truly ridiculous because this doesn't happen. At the best of times, it doesn't happen on a Hindu, but let alone a ghost hunter tour in the countryside. Like, what the hell is going on? And it wasn't even us causing the trouble. Like, we were we were really, really well behaved because we wanted to take it seriously. Yeah, we were more concerned about John than anything else. Bless his heart. And I'm thinking, how often do these people invade John's privacy with their ridiculous shenanigans? Yeah. I think they pay him quite well, or they paid him quite well, so. Oh, probably. I mean, look, they bought the cheapest wine, so, you know, they probably saved up a little bit. I can't remember what we, we did not, they did not charge us a massive amount, whatever it was. I think it was like, say it was 20 pounds each or 20, I can't remember, but it, it was reasonable. 
but I suppose when there's 10 of us, you know, they probably would have got a couple of hundred pounds out of it and it's yeah. enough to buy their cheap wine and their petrol and, um, you know, the rest of it's a fun night out, isn't it? Just so strange. You need to go to an expensive nightclub when you can go to the most haunted, oldest inn in England. Yeah. Um, I've got to say the creepiest thing I found was when the car broke down oh, afterwards. That was <laughs> And it was super misty because by that point it was, yeah, like one, two in the morning. It was super, super foggy and misty. You could barely see on the – and I hate – I'm a city guy. I grew up in the middle of London. I don't like going on country lanes at night anyway, let alone when it's at three o'clock fog, in the morning. Let alone when I've had the – yeah, the night that we've already had where we're tired Ow. and the people who are driving us are tired and cold and freaked out. And, um, yeah, and then the, the car breaks down and all I can think of is like – we're all trying to do the whole kind of, oh, we'll, we'll wait with someone. I'm thinking, I, you know what? I'm not even going to try and be an honourable friend about this. I just want to go home. <laughs> and then the hotel we stayed in was actually haunted. <laughs> we yes. should have just stayed there oh, and had a drink. It was a really it. lovely hotel as well. My room was so frightening. I've got to say, actually, I was way more creeped out by the room I stayed in in yeah. my hotel than I was at anything at the uh, ancient Ram Inn. I can't remember the name of that hotel, but it was stunning, oh. wasn't it? It was near it Stroud. It was beautiful. It was really old. It was just the most beautiful. Oh, it, was it Tudor? I can't remember, but it had beautiful, st- like, like smooth stone floors and it, like everywhere was like really weird split level like you went up like three steps to go to the bathroom and you went downstairs three steps to go to the the bed and and honestly I think that probably yeah. was more haunted than the yeah. ancient ram inn definitely I, it had a real air about it didn't it it was it was a good place actually because it, it really sort of did. set us up for the night because we dropped all our stuff off there and we're like oh this is a good good start <laughs> and it was, and but in, and it didn't have that crazy cluttered insanity about it. It was, it was actually it was very classy there, wasn't it? Was it? Classy it was and beautiful and historical and lovely. And um, we just had the best time there. And then the next day we went to the wetlands park and saw the flamingos, didn't we? And the frogs. That was great. And and we had a lovely day and laughed all day about the stupid night. That we was had. a good day. I wasn't yeah. too keen on the really crap nightclub we went to in Stroud, though. I could have given that a miss. Especially after the, the fact we got no sleep the night before. It was fun. And I did get the funniest photo. And I've, I've got a lot of funny photos of Kate. But I did get the funniest oh. photo of, on the planet of her in mid-dance. Um, so, look, overall, <laughs> like, you can't say that weekend was not memorable. Oh, my God. It was it was oh, brilliant. Really? And I'd love to do something like that again. But maybe like Me too. with a proper ghost hunt this time. <laughs> Oh my and a proper yeah. nightclub. Ghostbusting in Gloucestershire. <laughs> yeah. Like the read up. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd love to do that. We'll do another Cotswold trip. Really good. Because isn't there the, down in Devon, there's the, the old Jamaica Inn or something mm. like that that's meant to be super haunted. I've always wanted to go there. When yeah. you're next back, you know, yes. when the world's open again, um, yeah, we'll do it. We'll make sure we, we do a proper, proper ghosty tour or something when you're back. Yeah, and I mean, there's loads of rad places in Australia as well. There's like, there's a lot of. I, I think there's a, there's a really good ghost investigation that I want to do in Adelaide, actually. So, next time you guys happen to be my way, let's uh, let's go over to Adelaide. <laughs> we'll do some ghost tours over there, some colonial ghost tours over there. Well, I eventually will make it I'll to your neck of the woods. I promise. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> there's lots of time. There's lots of time. So, I, I firstly, I want to ask Fridges: Has anyone been to the Ancient Ram Inn? Uh, if so, what was your experience? 
And also my other question is, have you ever had an experience with a fraudulent ghost investigation company or a, or, or a medium or ghost investigator? They just give the whole industry a bad name. It's yeah, they really, really frustrating. Really frustrating. Such a piss take. Yeah. I, it blows my mind. I, I was just—I wasn't on anything. I was just kind of angry about it because I was so looking forward to doing a, you know, proper investigation and getting really into it. And then, yeah, these people were just nuts. Completely, completely. says you have some stories don't you um yeah well my mum she's she's a bit of a, a bit of a spooky bitch she um <laughs> she's always been a bit sensitive mm-hmm. and um I, she, there's a couple of stories that she always used to tell us when we were younger because I've always been you know into into the creepy <laughs> but a lot, a lot more skeptical since the night at the ram there's a story she, that they used, my mum and my dad used to tell us quite a lot um when I was younger and um it was about my grandma. She uh, used to rent a garage to keep her car in, um, which was uh, separate from their house around the corner. And she, she didn't like parking in it because she wasn't. She just didn't like doing it. So um, my dad, who was dating my mum at the time, so they're still quite young, and my dad offers to take the car and park it in the garage for them. And I think this is one of the first times my mum had been up to my grandparents place to to see them and meet them so um they hadn't done this together before and we're driving around there and open the garage um driving the car in and my mum said (laughs) she there was just this man and he had the saddest face and he was just like leaning in looking through her window she just freaked the fuck out and was like absolutely not get me out of here right now and made my dad drive her back to my grandparents and um and he was like, what, what happened? What happened? She was like, there was a man in there. He's like, no, what? there wasn't. Hang on, in the garage? In the garage, yeah. As they were driving in, like, he was looking in through her window. And what? She was, oh, no, and no, My no. mum was like, no, I'm, there was a man, and he was looking in my window. And my dad was like, there's absolutely no way. I didn't see any man. And that it's a tiny little crazy. garage. It's literally, you know, the, <laughs> it wasn't possible. Yeah, like English garages, but like those tiny little ones, like, you know, you have a yeah. bathroom and that kind of thing. They are t- like literally yeah. just enough room for you to get your car in, open the door a little yeah, bit and exactly. sort of squeeze out. And, um, and my dad goes, you know, not possible, not, not possible. So my mum starts describing him. And I can't remember the description of him. Um, <laughs> mm, mm. Not, not off the top of my head. Um, but my grandma apparently just goes pale. Apparently... My mum described the guy that had hung himself in that garage. Holy shit. A couple of years beforehand. And it was like his daughter or something that they rented it from. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, my God. But she she said it was just just, um, extreme sadness. Yeah. And panic is all she felt, and she just couldn't go. She couldn't. And she she never went near it again. She was that felt that strongly. She never went near it again. That's a great um, story. Yeah, I'll have to get my mum to like mm. properly write it up or something. I, you know, send it in as a listener tale or something. But because um, there's a few more details, I couldn't remember it all off the top of my head. But there was okay. another one. Um, we lived when I grew up on this lane called Allington Lane in mm. a little village called Fair Oak. And this, re- this lane is like proper old English country lane, um, winding roads, poorly lit, 
um, lots of accidents down there. Right. Like when you drive down there, there's several spots where there's always flowers hung up. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, my mum used to ride this little little ninety bike, ninety cc bike to um, work um, in Southampton every day, and going up and down Allington Lane was the quickest route. And uh, <laughs> she said that she was she was one night coming home driving behind this mini. And it was driving a bit erratically, so she was sort of slowing down, giving it space. She said, all of a sudden, it goes off the road and crashes into a tree. She, she stopped and she turned around. There was nothing there. It was gone. There was no, no accident. She'd obviously seen something that had happened previously or something. I don't know. But Oh, it was like a residual accident. Oh, my God. Proper freaked her out. Oh, my God. <sighs> Things like that. Oh. Yeah, but I've got, I've got a bunch more stories, from mainly from my mum, because she's sensitive um I remember uh in our old house we used to live in the one I grew up in we had an extension built because it was a three-bedroom house and there was like six of us so my it was cheaper than moving we got a large extension built which gave us an extra two bedrooms and when they was being built um they disturbed some foundations of a previous building that had been there yeah and it was sort of quite well known that areas under Fair Oak were like old Roman courtyards and things like that uh-huh. so we'd obviously disturbed foundations of a building an old much older building that had been there previously and um one thing we noticed after the extension was built and finished is that we had a ghost and um it's really you, you were not no, aware it wasn't, of before it wasn't what we weren't aware of before and um, it was just little things like um, my bedroom was the main bedroom in, in the extension and I didn't have any carpet down. I just had the bare floorboards and we'd be sat downstairs in the lounge, which is a room directly underneath it. And I used to lock my bedroom door because my brothers used to go into my room and steal stuff. And I didn't trust them as far as I could throw them. So I used to lock my door. <laughs> and literally, if I wasn't in my room, I had my key on me because they would go in and nick my stuff. Like my brother stole my mini disc player and sold it for drugs because... Are you freaking serious? <laughs> yeah, my brothers are right assholes when we were little. Um, <laughs> oh. Not little, but like teenagers. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so low. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I have to remind, remind them of that actually owes me a beer. Um, and a mini disc player. <laughs> yeah. Can you even get them anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be sat downstairs in the lounge and we could hear people walking around upstairs oh. in my room, which was locked. Um, what? Yeah. So it was kind of centered around your room. Um, it was centered around the the extension area of the house as well, because um, I maybe mean, the I'm, ghost sold your mini di- mini disc player for drugs. Maybe. How do you know it was your brother? Could have been a geek. But it used to turn on the bathroom taps as well. Um, right. And there was one time. I mean, bearing in mind we had been drinking, so my memory of this <laughs> is quite fuzzy. Um, I had got a set of tarot cards. And I was giving okay. my sister a reading, just a basic reading. I think I'd have done the Celtic cross for her. And then after that, I'd do 10 yes and no questions. And um, we'd been discussing earlier on the evening, you know, that this, you know, this house is definitely haunted. And uh, my sister was like, oh, is there anyone here? And I turn over the card and it's a major arcana. No. I, so I was like, OK, well, there's someone here, but whoever it is doesn't want to talk. And I was like, so let's don't ask any more questions along this line. Ask different questions you know ignore that so she kept asking similar questions oh my god I'm so sorry that was my cats um (laughs) (laughs) 
what did they do? They just knocked some shit off the side because cats. Because it's that time of night. So the it, time for the zoomies, apparently. Just so you know, uh, says is is a um, definite fridgy. She has what eight cats? Seven eight, cats? eight now. Eight Re- now. Recently eight because we we rescued. So yeah, so my sister kept asking questions like who who's here and things like that, and um, it kept I kept turning over the cards and they were like you know, bad cards or just like no answers. And right. uh, and then all of a sudden we all saw something run past um, oh. the back of the past behind the sofa and what? Um, and pull our door shut. And the door was actually propped open with a with a wedge. Yeah. And we were all we all absolutely shit ourselves. We got up and um the door was pulled shut and the carpet was like rocked from where the the wedge had been dragging. Yeah, and we were all like, "That that did actually just happen, right?" And then that um, is some proper conjuring shit, right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't sit in that room for the rest of the night. We went and sat in the dining room. Is <laughs> Southampton? Yeah, it's in yeah my house in Fair Oaks. That I grew up in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but that just it wasn't creepy. it wasn't um it wasn't ever anything like really scary or or dark or it was there, but it wasn't unfriendly menacing yeah in a way that upset your life yeah yeah it was just little right. things like like you'd find the fruit from the fruit bowl just up on the shelves around the house right even though no one had been in the house yeah it's just weird little things i think a lot of places in england like a lot of houses in england are, are regularly haunted i really think um I, I honestly i think that our little flat that we had at norfolk crescent i think was haunted yeah a lot of history here. And I don't think my house that I – I found no evidence that the house that I'm in now is haunted. Two, two, at least two of the pubs I've worked in have been haunted. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I reckon the building that I work in now is – is well, not right now, obviously, working from home, but um, the office build the, – the office I work in for, um, for work is in uh, basically – it's in a little Georgian square in the centre of Bristol. And it, it, back in the day, it would have been residential houses, but most of them now are offices just because of where it is in town. And mm-hmm. um, they're all quite grand, big Georgian houses. And we have the whole thing. Um, and it's it's not really that practical for a team, really, because you've got to keep going up and down all stairs between people. Um, but more often than not, I'm one of, if not the last person, just because everyone's usually out of the door, bang on five. So even mm-hmm. if you're leaving work at 20 past, you've got to be the one to lock up. And I always try not to be the last person because it's just you can. And, and bearing in mind, yeah, most of the buildings are offices and people are out, especially if you're around later in the evening and you know that all the other buildings are empty. The amount of noises these buildings make and the fact that you can hear people going up and down steps. And I've had it before where I've been in my office and I've got to say, I am quite a sceptical person, but I've had it enough times now that I've been sat in the office and I've heard someone wandering around the other part of the office to the point that I've been calling out to people saying, OK, well, I'm about to leave. Do you want to lock up? Do you want to lock up? And I can hear someone in there oh, and I'll check and there's nobody in there. And it's like, happened so many times now that I'm just like, right five I'm I don't care if I've got stuff to do I'll do it at home but same thing it's not a bad presence I've never got a bad vibe off anything but I'm just uh yeah I kind of feel like it's probably an old merchant from the 1700s who just wants me out of their gaff really so 
or, or, or leave them to it for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, one of the studios um, where we where we normally record. I'm recording from home today, but um, where we normally record, uh, one of the studios is haunted. They've seen um, an old man, like one of the one of the DJs, has seen like an old man because there's windows separating the studios. And they saw someone go in and, like, they're just like, oh, he's setting up for the next show. And he kind of gave him a wave. And then um, when he finished up his show, he just went to sort of knock the door and say, I'm off, see ya. And there was no one in there. <sighs> yeah. So odd. Creepy. Um, one of the pubs I used to work in in Winchester, <clears throat> uh, the Weatherspoons called the Old Jailhouse. And the reason it's called an old jailhouse is because it was an old jailhouse. And in the cool. cellar, um, they still had some of the actual old jail cells. And these things are tiny. What? But yeah, it was a uh, creepy little place. And I hated it. were they? They were really small. They were literally like like broom like cupboard sort of size. Yeah, they, they weren't big at all. But we used to use them for storage because it was nice and cold down there. And, you know, that's pretty much all they were good for. But there was one that you could go into still, and it still had the little, like, gate door and of course if you were new it was um your trial by fire to uh right. to be initiated was you someone would take you downstairs ask you to get something shut you in uh, <gasps> shut the light off and fuck off upstairs no oh, no yeah so no. that that, that was a great that was way to uh absolutely to, to diminish your staff size <laughs> is is tom behind you on his computer is he vaping yeah, yeah, he's I'm like, oh, I just saw a presence, and I'm like, no, I think he's just vaping. And then there's several cats <laughs> running around as well. <laughs> like, I saw a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's actually been quiet this evening. Normally he's he's playing games where he's talking and stuff, and I was like, I'm busy this evening. You've got to be quiet. <laughs> well you guys thank you so much for being on i think my fridge is haunted i, I it's it's been hilarious it's been awesome to catch up and uh maybe yeah. we can do another episode at some point and tell some oh, more yeah, creepy stories yeah i'll look up some more creepy bristol ones oh that would be great yeah mm. that would be really really good yeah anyway you guys let's wrap it up here thank you so much for being on board with this episode thanks for uh, having us Says, you know how we finish it? Be creepy. But don't be a creep. <laughs> <laughs>